Hello friends, it's time for another episode of Revving the Word. Let's do this. My name is Elisa Keaton and welcome. So exciting. Uh, the testimonies that we are getting, hearing from you guys and how these are speaking to you. Uh, it just has to be a God thing. <laughs> it just has to be. And I love that it's really about how it's speaking to you too. Not necessarily, I mean, I'm happy if you are seeing uh, physical changes, improvement, which I'm sure you are, uh, but that's kind of a side note. Amen. Uh, you're just getting your, this is uh, uh, your mind being renewed. Romans 12, uh, not conforming, transforming, renewing your mind, and then everything else will fall into place. So welcome to here today. We are going to be doing an endurance ride today. So I will not be doing, basically you're going to lock in. Everything's an invitation though. If at any point, listen, if at any point you feel like the spirit, not your flesh, is calling you to, to push, maybe the music does it, and you just feel this overwhelming response to do that, then please do whatever, go ahead. But for the most part, I find it interesting what we're going to talk about today is uh, almost that, I think, I think it was, well, maybe I'm supposed to do intervals because that would make more sense. And I asked the Lord and I heard him say, no. <laughs> No, I'd rather, I want to have a conversation with them. I want to get after this. And I think, like I said, when we do that high intensity training stuff, um, it's a, it's, we're so focused on that for the moment that we can miss the message. And that, that's okay in the sense of, I don't really teach at that point in terms of the message. We're trying to get the message to go in us and, and do whatever it needs to do in that kind of aggressive pursuit of holiness. But today, I think because God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble, we need to go humble here because we need grace. <laughs> We're going to need to go humble because what this topic is, is literally, I, I, oh, I'm hungry for this, to get after this, uh, this word today and to see it play out in my life, to see me need the word like this, and I will need grace for that. And that comes in a posture of humility, not in me pushing harder, working harder, doing something bigger, better, and gold stars. Amen. So this is a, uh, Revving the Word is a podcast extension from our RevWell TV. I really invite you to go over there. I want to do some more with you, flexibility, cardio, um, more. It's just more. (laughs) And you can do that by going to the website at revelationwellness.org. And joining on tax-deductible donation, $10 a month, you become a member with us on mission and just consume, we want to consume your body with this. Anywhere you're going to use your body, be thinking about your body. And honestly, in this day and age, who isn't? Like, right, the culture of body, beauty, fitness, it's, it's in your face. So if they're going to be in your face, allow us to be in your face. Can we? <laughs> Can we have a moment with you before you board the crazy train? All right, well, so go to the website, check that out. We also trade instructors. If you're interested in becoming a leader in your community using fitness like this, it can look a various, a myriad of ways. It doesn't look like one thing. Um, Then check that out as well. We would love to connect with you further. Okay, so you're moving, you're walking, you're whatever you're doing. You are about to get intentional with me for 30, I think this workout today is about 32 minutes or so. uh, scale of one to 10, we will use our rate of perceived exertion. We'll use um, uh, one being if you're laying down, literally resting. <laughs> 10 being 
it's too much. I can't do this. And usually tens, a true 10, you can probably truly, truly, truly own it for only about 20 seconds. Uh, maybe even 10 seconds in, you start fading. It's just, ugh, that's where a true Tabata happens. You won't even see 10 today, okay? We'll be working our way up to a seven, eight. I don't wanna see anyone going into lactic threshold today. You, there's no need. But again, if the spirit, if the spirit, so ask the spirit before you go, if, ask the father, father, are you asking me to loosen up here? Then please do that. Uh, you know, if he's asking you to, to, to uh, blow some smoke, then please do that. But not because you feel like doing it because the message is too much, too much, it's way more important than the workout. Okay. All right. So whatever you're doing, get your feet moving and we'll start in three, two, one leg. So take some big breath. Some big breath that gives you lots of reserve where you can smile. I always, always think start a workout with a smile. If you can't smile, you probably don't need the workout, you need the word more. You wanna get your mind, body, soul, and spirit in one accord, in agreement. Where there's agreement, there's smiles. <laughs> If you're running outside or walking, listen to the sound of your feet. Are they heavy or do you, does it feel heavy? Start thinking more upward. Same thing if you're on a machine, think upward. And then try to move your chest forward a little bit more. Bring your shoulders back on the back side of your body. Your chest more up. Drop your tailbone a little bit so that you're not, what happens when we open our chest? We tend to stick our butt out a little more. <laughs> so bring your tailbone underneath you a little bit. Kind of like you're tucking your ribs just a bit. Engage your abs. That's really what I need you to do. If you open the chest, you have to engage the abs. You should have an engagement of the abs. It's this subtle engagement for the entire time. It's like having your seatbelt out when you're driving a car. You forget it's there, but you have to put it on. All right, well, here's the deal. I don't know about you, but I am craving life fully alive. I think once you've tasted and, and seeing the gospel and how good it is you just when it really awakens you you want more you hunger for more it's no different than tasting your first sugar drink or whatever it is that you began to want more you craved it I believe that same thing can happen to us with the Word of God that the more we taste it and the more it renews our mind, the more we'll want it. Amen? Now, I'm about hmm, 
I'm about 18 years into my walk, my real walk with the Lord. I've been a Christian a long time, since I was probably 12 or 13 is when I would say I call myself a Christian, but it's been 18 years since it's become this, oh my gosh, I need it, I want it, I want some more of it. 18 years, and in 18 years, all I can say is my hunger has increased, 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 because I've seen the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. It's been hard, and it's been holy. And like Jesus says to the apostles, when he, or the disciples, when he shares a really rough teaching about how you're going to eat my flesh and drink my blood, and everyone's going, what are you talking about? Stop talking crazy. And he looks at the, and, and some, it says some of the disciples left right then, which means there were more disciples than the 12, that some left then. And he looks at his remaining disciples and says, do you want to leave too? And Peter says, Peter with his big, passionate heart, says, Father, or says, Jesus, where would we go? <laughs> I hope you've been wrecked by grace, the love of God so much, which that's our social media theme this month, wrecked by grace. You've been wrecked by it so hard that there's nowhere for you to go. You know that all other, all other cisterns are broken, right? All right, on the scale of one to 10, seven, working towards a seven. I can tell I'm a seven because I can only say about five words at a time before I have to take a breath. I have to meter my breath, but I'm not overcome with pain or suffering. It's kind of like I've given my body. I always feel like the fitness part, moving our body, anyone once upon a time when there used to be elephants in the circus, as they were training elephants, the, the, the trunks were the problem. Their trunks would wander around and get in the way of other elephants, the trainer. It would get them in trouble. So the trainers realized that if they put a stick in the elephant's trunk, that they were teachable. They were more teachable. And that's really how I see this as we move our body. Put a stick in it today. Put a stick in it. So in my hunger and craving for more, you know what that means, friends? Listen. It means I'm craving the deeper I go in, the more of myself I'll lose the more of my comforts I lose. Ooh, not my security. I'm always, always safe in him. Meaning he's gonna take care of me. But I'm, but I'm not safe in the fact that he's gonna lead me in over my head, way over my head 
to the place where my flesh will start to argue me and tell me the list of why I can't trust God, the list of why I'm going to look stupid, all the reasons why I'm too much, why people are, are going to leave you just like they left Jesus. You know what, though? I don't care anymore. I'm in. I just don't care. I care too much about I, I can't help it. So I read to you today a passage from 2 Corinthians 1, starting at verse 3. The whole passage is called, is called God Offers Comfort to All. Here we go. All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is our merciful Father and the source of all comfort. He comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort others when they are troubled. We will be able to give them the same comfort God has given us. For the more we suffer for Christ, the more God will shower us with his comfort through Christ. Even when we are weighed down with troubles, it is for your comfort and salvation. For when we ourselves are comforted, we will certainly comfort you. Then you can patiently endure the same things we suffer. We are confident that as you share in our sufferings, you will also share in the comfort God gives us. Oh no, okay. So God, Father, Holy Spirit, crack us open. Crack us open. We crave you more. We crave the life that we know is not found anywhere else. So we come to you with our fears, the doubts, the unbelief, the lies that we camp under and say, this is good enough. No more, God. But yet secretly we cry out more. So come, crack us open. Deposit into us what you mean. That we would become who you say we are. Nothing else defining us, nobody else defining us. In Jesus' name, amen. Seven, year seven, staying humble because it's humility that gives us the grace to tackle, to step in to the uncomfortable places. Now come on for a second. <laughs> Paul's talking about sufferings, like legit, legit sufferings. No food, beatings, imprisonment, mocking, scorning, abandonment. All his religious friends, I'm sure, talking smack. He looks like a fool to the world. 
But Paul's figured out that in his weakness is strength. And he, so he boasts in his weakness, 2 Corinthians 12, 9, so that the power of Christ could rest on him. So I ask you, why do we run away from risk, from discomfort? And now all you fitness type A's, I'm not talking about your fitness. I would even guess you're pretty proud of the fact that you can get really uncomfortable physically. But how, how willing are you to get uncomfortable spiritually? I'm gonna say it, you ready? When's the last time you said the name Jesus over else, over somebody else? Spoke boldly about the love of God to somebody else, right? We're really good about this, this intimate, well, this is my personal life kind of place because you know why? We have rights. <laughs> and that was something Paul didn't even have. Paul didn't have rights to talk about the gospel, which was why he was put in prison, which is why disciples died. Because the rulers of the day thought if this Jesus becomes truly God and ruler, then I have no place. I'll lose my job, my security, my money, my reputation. So shut up with the Jesus. But I would, I would argue with you today. Don't you think we kind of living in that again? Don't you think we're kind of in that time again? And here's the difference, we have the right. <laughs> you live in a land where you're not gonna get arrested for saying the name Jesus, for taking a risk. Now let me just back up a little bit. I might be talking varsity level here. Or some of you go, okay Lisa, yeah, you're, you're poised and practiced to talk about the gospel, good for you. So right, the enemy tries to talk you off the call because you compare yourself to me, don't do that. But I will ask you this, how bold and courageous are you about loving others? Uh-oh, or are you more about your love first? Listen, there's only one exception to this that I will stand by, loving others. If your loving others ends up in beatings, <laughs> imprisonment, and then I don't believe there are times to protect, to hit, sit in the stronghold with the Lord. I'm not saying keep returning to the dog who's vomiting. But I'm, I'm saying, what about your neighbor? Have you loved him lately? Have you taken a risk on love? When you, especially when you felt the nudge. So, I'm gonna give you two scenarios. 
where I feel like God's been inviting me in to the place of, honestly, miracles, breakthrough, where people more are set free from their own iron bars of their mind, their heart, or even the pain in their bodies. And I've been seeing some things happen totally. So I'm not even gonna boast in my strengths today, I'm gonna boast in my weakness, because I need more of Christ's power to rest on me. I need more of this comfort. He wants to comfort me, because the word comfort means to encourage, to strengthen, to instruct, to teach. And also, to come to one's side and aid and help. And so I need more help. I need more comfort, strength and courage so I can comfort others. Because when life is all about me, boring, it's just boring. I'm craving a life that I live beyond myself. A life where I'm already dead, so death wears your sting. <laughs> a life where my dignity was gone a long time ago. My honor comes from him and him alone. I don't need awards recognition, accolades to keep me believing another day. I'm in, I'm in. Father, I'm in. Say that right now, if this is what you're hungry for. I'm in, help. Now, comfort, help, help. So, The other day we were in family vacation in Laguna Beach and we were driving along all kinds of tourists, people shopping, licking ice cream cones, carrying their beach goods to the beach for a lovely day. And as I'm driving on the PCH at a slow roll, my daughter sees a woman sitting in a wheelchair with a sign and she says, oh, mom, look, of course the woman sticks out like, like a signpost. She's in an affluent community and everyone just walking by. And Sophia says, mom, I, it makes me so sad. And I, I was overcome immediately with every reason why I, I don't think our, my help would make a difference. Are you kidding me? I, I confess this to you. When I, I know what a hello, a prayer, a kind word can do. But see, I was in my car on the PCH. Traffic, congestion, time of the essence. And I didn't stop. I didn't stop. Now listen, no shame but I knew I felt the call. Ah, and I began to have a conversation with the Lord. Lord, what could I really have done? And I swear that 
The enemy tries to give me amnesia all the time. You know what I could have done? My gosh, people, pulled over. And honestly, I know I could have prayed for parking favor and the Lord would have given me parking right there. He would have opened up. I know it because I've seen him do it before in other scenarios. And I could have bought some food. Lord knows there's a million restaurants on the PCH in Laguna Beach. I could have bought her some food. I could have asked her her name. Could have prayed over her with my kids on vacation. I could have left a mark for generations to come, but I didn't. So I said, Father, forgive me. And he does. It's done deal. But it sticks with me as a teaching tool. Because I knew that he was calling me to help. And I didn't help. I made a list of reasons why. It would disrupt my comfort, Lord. I'm pretty comfortable here getting to my destination on a sunny day on the PCH. Don't interrupt me, God. Comfort. He comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort others. He's comforted me. He's taught me. He's instructed me. He's given me so much. And I don't give back because I want to be in good standing with God. I give back because I, every time I do, I see God. I, I have a date with the Father that He's assigned for me. Oh, it's so good. I'm craving a breaking away from this world. I'm craving the more, meaning the more of Him, the less I do my life on earthly terms in an earthly realm, in an earthly way. The more my passport, my residency of being an ambassador from the kingdom, a representative of the kingdom, is my identity. I'm craving a breaking away, a fearless freefall into the realm of life that goes beyond myself, that goes beyond my comfort, that goes beyond my needs, goes beyond my wants. I'm not interested in building my kingdom. I want to see His here on earth. Seven. your last song.
It's a long one, ain't gonna lie. Just holding a nice steady. Anyone feeling more hopeful, more encouraged, more loved? I hope so. If you're feeling more shame or hopelessness or, well, that, well that's good for you, Elisa, but not for me. More separation if you're picking up, if you've shut your heart and your mind off, then go ahead and shut me off. It's okay, I get it. But I, I couldn't hide this message in my heart anymore. He wants to break through and I want him to more than anything else, more than anything else. I want, uh, my marriage is built on his breakthrough. I should be divorced. My children visiting us half time, sharing custody, I should be doing that. But God, listen, he brings all things together. He does not separate, he does not divide. He doesn't, he doesn't. Listen to my last revving the word on relationships. He, is, he breaks down the dividing walls of hostility. He makes two hostile one. And it will be at the cost of our comfort. Our comfort. For his comfort. He wants to teach us, instruct us, mature us, heaven on earth. Listen, I declare over you, you are an explorer. You are a Lewis and Clark spirit. Go into the depths of the unknown of love. Outside, where nobody can provide you a map, a step, a way, other than him. That you have to live moment to moment waiting for the next step, the next favor. Come on, who's in? Comfort. Verse six, even when we are weighed down with troubles, it is for your comfort and salvation. Your troubles are going to help me. My troubles are going to help you. If I stop making myself the point, then I make him, Jesus, the answer, not the problem, the point. You're a seven, maybe an eight. You're happy. You are tasting joy, victory. Power that comes through grace, humility.
Help us, Holy Spirit. Comfort us. Come to our side. Come to our side. We need you. We need you in our love for people. Our love for God, the Father, and for a right and holy love for ourselves. You're not done. You have four more minutes. Steady. The world is screaming. I want to be alive. I want to feel something. While it wants to be comfortable. That's the problem. This world is paying high dollar to be alive. To feel pleasure. But it does hit. They don't want it to come at a cost. It craves comfort over transformation. Come on, three minutes. I'm gonna get quiet. You're gonna go to his side. Ask him what you need. He'll give it to you freely. in the kingdom that your new normal every day is confidence in your discomfort confidence in your suffering 
30 seconds to the end. Don't stop. Come on. Come on, Lord. We need the comforter. We need you. Pull back. Ease off. Move down to a five, a four. I think what I'm really hungry for, friends, is to see his kingdom come and his will be done, and it will come through power. Power. Not a power that we've manipulated, we've planned for, but a power that comes from being completely weak, not having the courage, not having the confidence, not having the resources, right? I didn't have a parking spot. God would have provided one. I didn't know what to do. And the Holy Spirit said, buy her something, buy her food, food. Listen, a person in need will never turn away food ever, ever. So I said I would share two stories because I think I have all kinds of notes on this, man. But I'd rather share a testimony again because I think testimony spurs us on. It says that we're, we're both, we're all out there in life facing these obstacles, these discomforts, these sufferings. And so yesterday we were at the, the mall, my daughter getting back to school needs. And we, we sat down to eat. It was with my son and my daughter. We sat down to have some lunch in the food court there. And I'm sitting across from my daughter. And she's hungry. She'd said a million times, I'm so hungry, I'm so hungry. So we sit down. And I begin to eat. And she looks up at me and she goes, Mom, I hate that. And I said, what, honey? She said, I hate it when I see people sitting alone. And I, and I said, where? And she, she showed me where. And it was, sure enough, a woman sitting alone and she wasn't like a woman like I sit alone oftentimes you know working I just I have a lunch by myself and I said that to Sophia I said well she's probably she's okay you know she's just out for an afternoon by herself I, I eat the lunch I, I started justifying <laughs> look at me when I should have entered into my daughter's discomfort and compassion but I I think I, I sometimes I feel like I'm helping people by talking them off the ledge, talking them out of their pain, instead of saying, let me enter in with your pain. Let me sit here with you. I'm learning, so you pray for me. But I, I quickly heard the Holy Spirit say, well, well, love her. Show Sophia what it looks like to, to do so, to, 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 to squash that suffering or that lie or that pain in our hearts with love. And I said, well, let's go over there. We can go over there right now. And let's just tell her, let's ask her a word for the Lord and just say whether it's the Lord wants you to know that he loves you, he sees you, and you're known. Like, who doesn't need to know that? That's a common word for everyone. The Lord loves you, he sees you, and you're known. And I said, let's go do that. And she said, no, 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 not, no, no, no. Like, you know, she got afraid. And so I, I didn't want to push her. 
but I also knew, I'm like, I'm not doing this again. I know the Holy Spirit is here and we have, I should do, so, I, I want to do something, even if it's just me going over to love her. So I said, okay. I sat with Sophia and her compassion. We talked about it. And then honestly, I said, Sophia, you have such a good heart. Like, I'm so proud of you that you can feel that. It's a good, and as I began to speak to her heart and affirming her heart, Sophia began to cry. Whew. She just needed to know, like, okay, I can feel this. I don't have to be afraid of this feeling. And so she cried and I just loved her and said, God, your heart is so beautiful. Spoke design and identity over her. And she wiped her tears and managed to devour her sandwich in about two more minutes. <laughs> so her hunger came back. But I knew I was still that woman. I'm like, I'm still gonna follow through. And I look over my shoulder and the woman's gone. <clears throat> did I miss not getting up right then and show, or did, do I feel like to go show my daughter might have been what was needed maybe, but maybe it was just to be there with Sophia, but it's the fact that she saw a need and I wanted to comfort her and then I would go comfort the other <laughs> Comfort, comfort, and all of it at a risk, especially going outside at a food court where others might think, are you crazy? Anyways, I think I see the world is suffering. Do you? Maybe define suffering. If you wanna do a little homework, ask yourself these questions. Define suffering. Here in America, what is suffering? I think it's definitely loneliness to be alone, right? To be completely connected social media wise, but still be utterly alone. You have no real relationship. Loss of relationship is, is probably the beginning place of suffering. Relationship with God broken, relationship with others broken. That's a lonely suffering place to be. So maybe define your suffering, what hurts you the most. I know for me, it was the loss of relationship. Here's another question. How often do you need comfort? How often do I need comfort from the king? How often do I really need comfort? If you find yourself not needing the comforter, I would dare ask if your faith is really alive. Or is it just a bunch of rules? Is it just all about you? Because I find that it's when someone else disrupts my comfort. Somebody said something, somebody did something, I see my bank account or my kids' relationships, something, some external thing happens that invades my personal comfort space. That's when I need comfort and I can either turn to tools of the world, anger, behavior management, food, exercise, beauty, shopping, to help me deal with my pain, or I can feel my pain and ask the comforter to come and comfort me. That's kind of stage one, is, is my own comfort. I need comfort. So when's the last time you need comfort? That's kind of 
It's junior varsity as believers in Christ. And we all should be there. It's, that's just... But then varsity, the mature, are in stage two where it's... How often is it that I need comfort for others' sake? That I, I want to comfort others? Right? How often? And I, I, I'm so interested in this varsity place, this stage two of maturity, to be able to have comfort, been comforted by God so I can comfort others. So to receive that word and be sensitive to the Holy Spirit, to say, Elisa, pull over on the PCH, go buy her lunch. I'm like, oh God, I'm, I'm gonna need a parking spot. I'm gonna need, you know, this provision. Where am I gonna get the food? Comfort, 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 help, 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 he'll help me. So I can comfort others. And even God, what if she's not safe? What if she hurt? What if, what if? Comfort, comfort, comfort. For her sake, that I could comfort her. To come to one side, that's what the word means, to come to one side. All day long, he wants me to come to his side, and I need him to come to my side. So none of us do life alone, none of us. All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is our merciful Father and the source of all comfort. Friends, we're not living we're not really expanding territory if we don't need comfort. If we don't need him to come and comfort us. So we can comfort others. Verse six, even when we are weighed down with troubles, it is for your comfort and salvation. For when we ourselves are comforted, we will certainly comfort you. Comfortable being uncomfortable, friends. Holy Spirit, come. We're hungry, we're over ourselves, we're sick of ourselves, we're sick of being weighed down with our pain. God, heal our hearts, show us the path to healing. We can love others, we can love you, we can be fully available to abandon ourselves to you, to boast in our weaknesses so that the power of Christ may rest on us. Because after a little while of suffering, you come and restore. Come, strengthen us according to your word. In Jesus' name, amen.